Okay, everybody. Rise and shine. Welcome to the Morning Show Podcast, because you deserve a better morning. So it looks like we might have some new ears here on the Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, hi. Um, so we found out this weekend that um, Spotify Podcast named this very podcast one of the podcasts of the week. That's pretty cool. So welcome. If you are here and you've never listened to this podcast before, we kick you off with something called the Core Four. Those are four headlines that you should probably know before you start your day. We always end that with something called Hope for Humanity because sometimes the news sucks. And today we're going to play Two Second Tunes, which is a name that tune inspired game. We'll also do nerd news, which is news for all kinds of nerds. Then we hit you with Pop Stop, which is where we talk about social media, pop culture, movies, sports, all those things. And then I give you what's trending, which is a product or service you didn't know you needed until I told you about it. And now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, if you want to hang out, please make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. And without further ado, Welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie, and today is Monday, October 2nd, 2023. The Core Four, the four headlines you need to know. Hey, good news, everybody. We've got a funded and somewhat functional government this morning. It was looking pretty bleak, but much like your last minute effort to turn in your term paper back in the day, the House of Representatives finally passed a bipartisan short-term budget resolution to keep the government agencies funded until November 17th. But boy, is there some drama in D.C. right now. And before I get into the drama, let me explain what this bill did. It allowed all government agencies to continue operating with basically the same budgets as last year for another six weeks. It also added $16 billion to disaster assistance, which was something that President Biden had asked for. But it also didn't add any extra funding for Ukraine's battle against the Russian invasion. That seems to be the biggest compromise in the plan. The bill passed with a 335 to 91 vote in the House. Those 91 no votes came from 90 Republicans and one Democrat. It then quickly moved to the Senate, where it again passed with an overwhelming bipartisan vote of 88 to 9, with all of those nine votes also coming from Republicans. Then President Biden signed it just hours before the deadline. Now on to the drama. House Speaker McCarthy basically had to give up on winning over his own party to get the deal done and instead used support from the Democrats to keep the government funded. And now, because of that bipartisan agreement, the compromise, he might lose his seat as Speaker of the House. His biggest critic has been Representative Matt Gates from Florida, who said he'll now work on getting McCarthy removed as Speaker, you know, instead of actually getting our government fully funded. But then some more moderate Republicans have talked about turning the tables on Gates and either having him expelled from Congress or stripping him of any committee assignments and taking away any resources provided by the Republican Party. So that is the drama on the Republican side, and most of that was expected. But we've got one more insane story from this weekend, and this time it's on to the Democrats. And it kind of falls in line with the theme of adults in power acting like children. So here's what happened. Allegedly, when Speaker McCarthy introduced the bill to the House, Representative Jamal Bowman, a Democrat from New York's 16th district, pulled the fire alarm in order to stall the vote long enough for Democrats to read the bill. At least that's the story that we are getting at the moment. And I wish all of this nonsense was behind us, but it looks like we'll have at least 45 more days of this to look forward to. 
News I was hoping I wouldn't have to share, but I do. Student loan payments began again yesterday, but they are different than old school student loan payments. Student loans have been restructured, so your payments will go a lot further. What does that mean? The White House reduced how fast interest can pile up on loans. That is great news. They also gave borrowers a one-year on-ramp period in which late payments won't be reported to credit bureaus and delinquent loans won't be put into default or collections. If you had automatic payments set up prior to the student loan payment freeze, you will need to enroll again, so make sure you do that. And reminder, this is only for federal student loans, not private student loans. The auto worker strike is still going on and Carla Marie is going to tell you about that next. But now that the writer's strike is over and Hollywood is starting to get back to work for the most part, let's dive into what the writer's union actually won in their negotiations with the studios. First, the money. The deal that was finalized last week triples the original plan that the studios presented when it comes to writer's pay. According to some estimates, that could bring in over $250 million over the course of the next year. Obviously, that's a huge number, but that's a total for all of the writers, and there's a whole lot of them. They'll also get paid more for big-budget streaming projects, and the residuals for those products will also go up. Outside of the financial part of the negotiations, artificial intelligence was the other big sticking point, and the writers won big on that. First off, AI-developed content can't be used for future projects, and writers can choose to use AI to assist in their writing, but studios cannot force them to use it. And this next issue is something that we should all be worried about, at least a little bit, as big tech steals all of our data. Writers and the union can choose to keep their work from being used to train AI models. And that can sound kind of confusing, but think of it this way. Every AI chatbot that we have today is based on language models built by things we have given big tech. For example, Google uses our searches and our data to train their AI bot, which is called Bard. Zoom is now taking all of our video and audio and selling it to AI companies so they can train their bots based on how we present ourselves and how we speak. But writers, at least for now, can keep their work from being used to create a future of screenwriting AI bots from using their ideas and then taking their jobs. Overall, this deal seems to be a huge win for the writers union. The union auto worker strike expanded on Friday for the second time. An additional 7,000 workers joined the picket line from a Ford assembly plant in Chicago and a General Motors facility in Lansing, Michigan. Ford and GM have not made any progress during union negotiations, which is why these were the next workers to strike. The union has seen progress with Stellantis, the parent company of Jeep and Chrysler, so they decided not to have a larger walkout of their workers. A statement from GM said calling for more strikes is just for headlines, not not real progress. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. Here's a fun fact. Outside of London, there are no public buses in England, which is kind of crazy to think about because here in America, when we think of England, we think of those big red double-decker buses. But why am I bringing that up in Hope for Humanity? Because last week, Manchester became the first city outside of London to take back their bus system from the private sector. Since the buses went private back in the 80s, bus travel in the Manchester area had decreased pretty significantly. And obviously, when it comes to the environment and traffic, public transportation 
is pretty important. So now Manchester is rolling out a bunch of publicly funded buses and 50 of them are even electric, all in hopes of getting people to start riding the bus again. And even outside of public transportation, headlines like this with cities reinvesting in public infrastructure projects, that gives all of us a little bit of hope. I have no idea how we functioned before having our accounts connected to Rocket Money. We get alerts when subscription costs increase, and it's great because then we can decide if something we're subscribed to is worth keeping. Yeah, and if you're not careful, they'll sneak up on you. (laughs) They do. Uh, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. If you want to know what's going on with your finances, but you definitely do not want to comb through every transaction, you need Rocket Money. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place. So if you have multiple credit cards or bank accounts, this lets you see everything you're spending your hard-earned money on. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. That's half a billion dollars, by the way. Saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash CMA. That's rocketmoney.com slash CMA. rocketmoney.com slash CMA. Think quick. It's two second tunes. We're going to go way, way back. Okay. This Wednesday. How way back? How how way back, yeah. Carla Marie? We're going to go back to the 80s. Okay, well, we were both born in the 80s, so it wasn't that long yeah, ago. Yeah, but some, of these, some of these songs will be older than both of us. Okay, okay. wow. Woo, we are going ancient. back to the 80s for today's two second tunes, which is where we play two seconds of a song, and then our contestants have to give us the correct title and artist. Now, Carla Marie, now that we know the ground rules, why don't we meet our contestants? I'm so excited. We have our friend Sean here, and he's brought his fiance Andrea along. Good morning, guys. Hi. Good morning. Uh, Andrea isn't very happy because Sean picked the category of 80s, and she does not think she's going to win. Oh, wait. He picked it? Uh-oh. <laughs> what? From what we understand, is it true that you both graduated high school in 1994? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, 80s, you should know what's up. So, Carla Marie, who is kicking us off first? Andrea's going to go first. All right, Andrea. You're kicking us off. Here is your first two-second tune. Not a clue. Not a clue. Oh, this is going to be – this might be a tough game for you. Sean, since Andrea got zero points, you can steal her points now. Is it Billie Jean by Michael Jackson? Two points. And I do have to say that it might be one of the most recognizable songs ever. So, Andrea, you may have been correct to not want to play this game. And I don't know how I don't know how much of the podcast you've listened to, if if at all. But we have something called the Zeros Club. Oh yeah. Um, there's about like eight people in there at the moment. They are people that scored zero points in a game that they played, and they'll get to come back at some point and try to get out of the Zeros Club, even though it's such a fun place to be. Yeah, I think when we bring people back for the Zeros Club, it'll be like going bowling with bumpers. Like we're going to make it easy for everyone to score points. <laughs> but we'll see because now it's Sean's turn. All right, Sean, are you ready for your two second tune? I am. All right, well, it's Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. Two points. 
Andrea, well did, Andrea, did you know that one when you heard it? Oh, yes. All right, good oh, to yeah. know. All right, so there's yeah. hope. Well, we come back to you, Andrea. Here is your two-second tune. The police, every breath she takes. One point, because it is the police, every breath you take. But you're not the zeros club. That's true. You are out of the zeros club, so you can breathe easy now. You got one point, still in the running. Sean, here is your two-second tune in round two. Eurythmics. Sweet dreams, parentheses, are made of this. Parentheses. Well, here's the thing. You don't even have to give us the parentheses. The sweet dreams eurythmics is good enough for two points. I don't think I would have gotten any of those. There's a few artists on that. Well, yeah, and Annie Lennox is on it as well. But here's the crazy part. I did not think anyone was going to get eurythmics. I thought everyone would get sweet dreams. So, <laughs> Sean, well done there. Carla Marie, what is the score as we enter round three? Uh, Sean's got six. Andrea's a little bit behind with one point. Andrea? You got one. You got one. Let's see if we can add to that. Here is your two-second tune in round three. <laughs> God. Do you think you know it at all? Can you sing it? Yeah, I can. <sighs> the video had some black and white. Uh, <laughs> in it. Take on me. Say that one more time. Aha, uh-huh, take on me. Two points. Oh, you got it. With well the done. assist from the fiance. You know, I like your progression here, Andrea. You went from zero points to one point to two points. So we're getting, you know, growth, which is important no matter what. Now we move over to Sean's part of round three. Oh, um, Baltimore Tarzan Boy. <laughs> I've never heard this song. Two points. I've got it. Listen, uh, we've got to give it up to today's champion, Sean. What was the final score, Carla Marie? Eight to three. Eight to three. Sean, I've got to give you a lot of credit for getting some very random titles and artists. You you don't know Tarzan Boy? No. Oh, my God. One of my favorite 80s songs of all time, honestly. Oh, God. Thankfully, from what I understand, Andrea, you guys didn't wager anything, right? Uh, No. Okay. I'm probably going to go get ice cream. Oh, okay, well, Sean will get ice cream for himself. Oh. Um, but how is is Sean a is Sean a graceful champion, or do you think he's going to spend the next couple days gloating? Gloating. <laughs> I love it. And I do want to add that he did not actually ask me about this until I got home from work today. <gasps> wow, Sean. Sean's you... been preparing for for days. I've been mentally preparing. No, no, no. I. <laughs> I forgot to ask her. We'll have you back and we'll spring it upon Sean. You can pick the theme. It'll be great. Yeah. Appreciate you guys Uh making time for us. Sean, congratulations (laughs) on being today's champion. Thank you. Hard fought battle. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. If you live in Reading, Pennsylvania, there's a funeral you may want to get to this week. And if you don't live in Reading, Pennsylvania, buckle up because this is a wild nerd news. After 128 years, Stoneman Willie is being laid to rest. The story goes, a man was arrested in 1895 for petty theft. He told police his name was William Penn or James Penn because there's a little bit of discrepancy with the story at this point. But he gave a fake name because he 
didn't want to reveal his true identity. He later died in prison, and because he never gave his real identity, they couldn't find his family. So the prison released his body to Almond's funeral home. The owner of the funeral home decided to experiment with embalming to preserve Willie's body until any of his family was found, which never happened. And during the embalming process, the funeral home owner accidentally mummified Willie's body. He then became a fixture of the funeral home for the last 128 years. There are people in Berks County, Pennsylvania, who are in their 70s and 80s, and they recall visiting Willie's body during field trips. But this week is the 275th anniversary of Reading, Pennsylvania. So they decided it was a great time to bury Stoneman Willie. He rode in a hearse during their parade yesterday. But from today through the 6th, the public can go to Almond's funeral home for a viewing before Willie takes his final ride up Penn Street and is buried at Almond Cemetery on October 7th. Shout out to Melissa in Pennsylvania who shared this story with us because it is the ultimate history nerd news story out there. And there's even videos about this. Just Google Stoneman Willie because I definitely went down a rabbit hole. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. Here's a question for you. Who is the only person in the world comparable to Taylor Swift right now in terms of, you know, fame, success, all of that stuff? Think about it. I'll give you the answer. It's Beyonce. Both of them make amazing music. Both of them have tours that brought in basically like a billion dollars. Both of them have very famous men on their arms, and both of them will be taking their insanely successful tours to the big screen. We already talked about how Taylor Swift and AMC teamed up to bring the Eras Tour to movie theaters around the country. That's going to kick off later this month. And now Beyonce and AMC are allegedly working on a deal to bring her Renaissance Tour to theaters as well. According to sources, the deal isn't finalized yet, but they're aiming at a December 1st release, and that's going to combine parts of her tour performances, some documentary-style footage, and unreleased music video elements all rolled into one. I think I'm going to need a specific intro because back by popular demand is sports with a Z where scores don't matter. And one day this segment will not be about Taylor Swift. That day is not today. The New York Jets played the Kansas City Chiefs at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey yesterday. Yes, the New York Jets and New York Giants actually aren't in New York. Taylor Swift and her entourage took a sprinter van from her apartment in New York City to the stadium to watch Travis Kelsey, who she is allegedly dating, play. The kickoff to the broadcast on live TV was watching her and all of her friends go through security. So it was Taylor Swift, her brother Austin, Sabrina Carpenter, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, Anthony from Queer Eye, and then Sophie Turner later showed up in a separate car and hung out in their suite. And if you watched on YouTube TV, the slider for when you pause or rewind was an emoji doing the heart hands, which is what Taylor and Swifties, you know, do to each other. And she does it on stage a lot. I posted a video on my Instagram so you can see what I'm talking about. Travis Kelsey's mom also showed up a little later and hung out with Taylor because she went to her other son's game in Philadelphia because Jason Kelsey plays for the Eagles. (laughs) 
Also in attendance, but not with the Taylor Swift entourage, was Paul Rudd because he's a huge Chiefs fan. And Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall Roy in Succession, he was also at the game yesterday. The stadium was stacked with celebrities. You would have thought it was a Super Bowl game. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. You've definitely heard of Fruit by the Foot before, but this is the nerdy version. It's Books by the Foot. And no, you can't eat them. It's wallpaper. Yeah, book wallpaper. It looks so real, though, that when you put this wallpaper on your wall, it will actually look as if you have books on your wall so you can appear smarter than you actually are. They have vintage book wallpaper, modern books, even books in an aesthetically pleasing rainbow, which looks really cool. I'll put a link at themorningshowpodcast.com. The Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. With Carla Marie and Anthony. Episode 395 is now in the rear view. And one of the things we didn't say earlier when we were talking about being featured as one of the podcasts of the week from Spotify is I think one of the reasons we got that is not only from all of the uh, reviews that you have all left on the Spotify app, but they tweeted out about two weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe, hey, what podcast do you listen to in the morning? And so many people were responding saying the morning show podcast, which means that someone at Spotify probably had to like listen to it, right? And make sure it wasn't like hot garbage. I hope so. And then they were like, okay, let's Let's use this one. Like someone at Spotify was talking about us. Like this is crazy. But more important than that, it really goes to show you how strong this community is. So thank you to every single person from when we started to this week to this weekend. Every single person who has tweeted about us, who has left a review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, any of those things, shared it with a friend, whatever. Thank you very much because without you, this podcast does not exist. And if you haven't done that yet, don't be like, oh my God, I haven't done that. It's okay. You still have time. You can do it today. We will be back here tomorrow morning with the Tuesday show. Thanks for listening to the morning show podcast. Catch Carla Marie and Anthony live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony.